Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was blue within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the cold world, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here, Game Dev Breakdown. Welcome back. You're listening to it. I'm saying it with my mouth. Here we go. So we're doing the long-awaited mailbag pre-Christmas episode here because I promised that a while ago, several people have said, hey, I've sent you stuff to your P.O. box, and I waited as long as I could to make sure everything was there when I went. We'll talk about whether or not it was. But I waited a while. Went to my son, who uh, was home from school today because he's a little under the weather, because kids who are five or less, their primary function is to collect and transfer illnesses. So (laughs) I don't know. Uh, If you're not a parent, look forward to that. So anyway, I got him ready changed and dressed and all that stuff ready to go we drive across town to the post office he was excited because he sees post offices like every kid's show does a episode at the post office i don't know if that's a government funded activity or what that is but you can see that on almost almost any children's show so he was excited for the post office we get there i've only been there a few times since we moved to our new house And God, there must have been 40 people inside. Someone warned us on the way out. We turned the corner from the parking lot to get to the front door and a lady comes out and goes, it is slammed in there. And I said, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And we took a few steps and she warned the person behind us. It is slammed in there. I don't know what that instinct is to tell everyone on your way back to the car that it's slammed in there. No one's going to turn around. We're all going in to join this mess that is the post office. So we get in there. I think, no problem, because I'm just going to my P.O. box and it's going to be fine. And we're going to be gone in three minutes. So we go in, get through the double doors, and she was right. It is a cluster in there. There must have been 40 different people on our side of the counter and two on the other. So I said, I don't care because we're turning this way and going right for the P.O. boxes. No one's in our way. So I open that mother up and there's nothing inside but a little slip that says parcel. I've never received mail in my P.O. box intentionally before today, but I was I was pretty sure I had some idea how this worked. So I was pretty sure I had to take this thing and get in line after all, and they would get my stuff. Now, I was pretty sure everything would fit in the P.O. box, even though I got the small one. They didn't even seem to try, but whatever. So we go to take a ticket because that's how messed up this whole thing is. We've got to take a ticket from the machine that later, while we were still in the building, ran out of tickets. That's how many people were in the building. So we take a ticket, number 92. I said, son, here we are. We have this ticket. It says number 92 on it. And when the man or the other man or the nice lady calls 92, then it's our turn. And he says, okay. And he's got a toy with him. He's being such a nice boy. He's four years old, almost five. He has no business standing around in the post office for this amount of time. But here we are. So we're in line. And once you have a, once you have a number, 
it doesn't really matter if you're in line or not, but everyone, everywhere you take a ticket, they get in a line anyway. And it doesn't always move in the order of the line. And people are mad because you walk around somebody because you had a number before theirs, but we're in this line like fools. So they, when we got this number, 92, they were at like 73. Kid you not. And they start calling people slowly but surely. And they do this same thing every time they go 72, 72, 73, 73, 74, 75. And somebody will go 72. Every time they did this, 72 would leave 73, 73, 74, 75, 73. Here I am. It's like, what is be prepared for just be prepared So we go through that and I'm marveling at this and my son is too young for me to rant to him about stuff like that. So I just play it cool. Hey buddy, this is going to be fine. You're doing a good job. We're going to be out of here before you know it. Don't worry about a thing. And I kid you not, we got all the way up to 89 of 92. And a guy looks at me across the room from behind the counter and says, Oh, Hey, are you just here for a parcel? I said, yes. And he goes, Yeah, no, you just go to that blue door over there. And I said, blue door? Sure enough, there's a blue door over there that says mail pickup. So (laughs) I I didn't stop to share my thoughts about who would ever know that that door was for people who had a parcel slip in their P.O. box. But so we went to the blue door and I tried the handle. I don't know what I thought was going to happen, But it was locked, of course. I noticed there is a broken button next to it that says call. So I hit this call button. Nothing happens. And I hit it again. And I'm looking around. I'm waiting. Knock on the door. Try the handle again. Hit the button again. This went on 15 minutes at least. On minute four, they call 92, which was my number. And I'm kind of leaning over that way like, why don't one of you go take care of this? But of course, they moved on. 92, 93, 94, 95. And then 93 went up and that was over. My chance went out the window. So I'm kind of banging on this door now. Finally, somebody comes and opens like a window out of the door and goes, "Uh, can I help you? I said, yeah, I had this blue parcel slip in my P.O. box. It's number 626. I would love to pick up whatever I have waiting for me. All right, she says. She says hi to my son. So I think, okay, fine. I appreciate when people do that. Some people are douchebags and they won't say hi to a little kid who's smiling up at them. Don't be that person. I don't, I don't care if you like kids or not. I'm not, I'm not sending him home with you. Say hi to the kid. It's, it's not going to hurt you. So this person says hi to the kid and I say, okay, I'm going to look over, I'm going to overlook the previous 15 minutes and the 20 I spent before it in line. She leaves this, this little window open and she walks back around the corner where she was working and starts banging around on stuff. And five minutes pass, 10 minutes pass, 15 minutes pass, just more banging, people talking, people laughing back there. It sounds like several people are having a lovely time. I'm sort of leaning my head into this thing and, and looking around. My son's getting antsy. The kids have certain levels of waiting with you. And it starts with like, you know, I wish we weren't here. I'd like to be home playing toys. 
Uh, I'd like, you know, can we go to the drive through on the way back home? Can we go outside? Can we go to the park? I completely understand because this is a stupid activity that we're doing right now, right? So, yeah, son, we're going to we're going to have lunch after this. We're going to go home soon. You're almost done. You're being such a good kid. Please stand here. Don't spin around. Don't cough on the lady. It's all this parenting stuff. And I'm I'm the person who I always looked at before I was a parent and thought, why do this with your kid? Here's the answer. This was supposed to take three minutes. This was supposed to be done 29 minutes ago now. The answer is this was never supposed to go this way. I have new respect for those parents. God bless them for even trying stuff like this because my kid's starting to freak out. He, he wants to run around. He wants to talk to the person behind me. He wants to cough and sneeze on my pants. Uh, it's, it's a whole thing. And so I'm, I'm starting to lose him a little bit. Attention span wise. I get it. I'm starting to get mad. I don't want to get mad in front of my kid. I don't want to tell anybody what I really think about this situation. And that lady never, never, she never came back to that window. A completely different person came back like 25 minutes later. Everyone went out of their way not to walk past this window so I could even ask, are we anywhere close? Finally, a lady walks by, a completely different person. There are like three or four people behind me now. One lady left when she heard me say something like, if they don't come back soon, I'm not going to be held responsible for what I <laughs> say or do. <laughs> and I said it with a smile on my face, but I don't think she saw the smile and she scurried out of the post office. So if you, uh, if you see a composite sketch that looks like me anytime soon, I did not do anything. I just spoke my mind a little too loud. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nice person in public. I was just very frustrated by this. This totally separate person comes by and goes, sir, have you been helped? I honestly didn't know how to answer that at that point. I said, well, 25 minutes ago, a woman opened this window, took my slip and said she was going to get my packages. So I don't know if she's if she's going to help me or not. So <laughs> I would love if you could check on this for me. And she walks away for a while and I hear some low whispers. And I know this is this lady saying, like, I forgot, or I'm going on lunch, or I quit. I never wanted to work here. I don't work here. I just walked in through the back door. Something like this has taken place. That woman walks back and gives me, like, have you ever been in this situation where things have gone poorly, and you've reached someone who's not directly responsible for it, so they, like, shotgun blast excuses at you, and you don't really hear or process any of them because you just you're focused on whatever it is you're doing. She did that to me. She's like, uh, sir. Yeah, I, I do apologize. I'm the supervisor. I had a carrier go home who was injured today. Uh, there are several routes not being covered. Like none of this has anything to do with me. I don't really know what any of it means. I just, I want my packages and I want to take my son home. Who's been more than patient during all of this, more patient than I have. Cause I want to freak out and cause a scene I really never do that, but I sure wanted to. So she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I, I completely understand. But so I, I do kind of have to start over. So what can I do for you? And so I have, I have PO box six, two, six. Could you please tell me, you know, could, could you tell me if you have packages for me? Could I have them if you do? And I'll be out of here. Yes, yeah, sir. I do apologize. Okay. Just please help me. So she goes for like, I don't know, another 10 minutes. And I just think like, 
they're going to tell me that it's gone or the stuff was stolen or never arrived in the first place. Like, surely they're just looking for this stuff. Well, no, on like minute 11, she comes back with several packages and gives me, gives me another round of like, sorry about this. This is not normally what happens and, and all that. So I, <laughs> I immediately, the way I work is like, once the thing is done, it's all over. I said, no problem. I understand it's right before Christmas, whatever. Have a nice day. I'm, I'm out. So I get my stuff and I leave. And actually I know right away that a couple of things I'm expecting never arrived. So I, I get this stuff to the car and I looked at my phone cause I haven't looked at my phone for a long time. Like this wasn't a leisurely, like I will stand in line and read something on Kindle, even belligerently write tweets about my experience. This was like, I'm hanging on to my kid with one hand and pleading with him. Please don't uh, cough at the nice service dog walking by or, you know, whatever it is. Like this was a pretty tense thing by the time it was done. And actually my kid did great. Like I was very pleased with him by the time we got out of there. Like, I don't know, 55 minutes later, an hour, it was the worst post office trip of my life. So (laughs) we get back to the car and I kind of take inventory of what I've received here. For one thing, like I was about to say, I check my phone and I actually got an eBay message that was waiting for me about a, a package I ordered for someone else for Christmas that was like, this is on back order. So it was unrelated, but it was more bad news about mail. I saw I had one package from our buddy Rayan Ali, who wrote the NBA Jam book for Boss Fight Books. Uh, he's a pal. I ordered some stuff from him, and he he uh, hooked me up with uh, more than I even asked for, which was awesome. Love the guy. But this was a few uh, arcade cabinet flyers from back in the day, like authentic uh, midway flyers for different games. Uh, NBA Jam, which I'll hang up next to the cabinet. Mortal Kombat, Hydro Thunder, he really hooked me up and I love this stuff. I was so excited to get that and it's in good condition. That was awesome. I did not get the books that he sent me separately. So I knew that I had more problems. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. He turned this stuff around very quickly, which I appreciated. I was very excited to get the books, but the books did not come. And because of that shipment, I looked at that tracking info and discovered that even the stuff that's being correctly sent to me to my post office box is going through some alternate location, either another post office in town or a processing center. And it's sitting there in like this undeliverable state until it gets kicked out and forwarded to this other post office where the PO box is at all times. So like, I don't even know how to fix that. The moral of uh, this part of the story is if you're starting a studio or you've had one for a while, you know, one of the problems is some of the stores require you to have an address people can send mail to, and it's going to be like public facing. So you have to have a PO box or they're going to expect you to like put your home address. If you've, uh, if you set up your business with an accountant or with an attorney, sometimes you can use their address, but I don't really know what you do with mail when your accountant gets it. Like, I don't know how that works. I would love to have a different alternative But for most of us, the answer is to get a P.O. box. That's very common. I'm here to tell you, don't get excited about that. It is the worst. It is the worst. So I got one out of the two packages from Rayon. I got, I did get my eggnog games box set for leaving the tree, 
from uh, Canada. I wore my Canada t-shirt to get stuff from my P.O. box and found that our friend Andrew had sent me my Leaving the Tree box set, uh, which I love. I love. We'll talk about that in a second. That was one. He was the only seller who I got everything they sent safe and sound. The third one was our friend uh, Evan Nixon, who is an awesome artist who posts a lot of cool uh, retro arcade stuff and does a lot of cool art inspired by games from back in the day and things like that. He said he sent a a postcard to um, a bunch of his Twitter friends. I said, that sounds great. I would love to have one. And uh, I checked back in with him today and he goes, there was a problem with the printer. I didn't get to send it yet. (laughs) This is not his fault, but I thought that was a funny end to that story. So the main thing I will tell you about is the uh, Leaving the Tree box set from Eggnog Games. Um, Leaving the Tree is a small game uh, created with the Love Framework, which is how I created my first commercial game, uh, Letter Taps. That's a, a Love Framework game that I otherwise scripted from the ground up. It's a really cool tool set. It's, uh, this is a neat game that he made, and this physical release that he did through uh, the website gumroad.com slash eggnog games will take you directly to the product, but it is a physical release in a box like the size of a Nintendo Switch game, and it is loaded with cool stuff. There's a little letter about, you know, his inspiration for doing the project, a bunch of cool stickers, a bunch of cool artwork, an instruction manual that's illustrated. Uh, The game itself comes on a USB drive, which has like a little wooden case with a cool like cap with a magnet inside. It's all really neat. Uh, he's He's an absolute artist and you should always take an opportunity to play games by artistic people and experience the things they've created for you to experience. There's, there's no substitute for true artistry in game design. I don't really consider myself an artist in that same way. Like I feel like I've developed a tool set that will allow me to create cool experiences, but I'm not that same kind of artist. And so I love seeing that quality in other people. And Andrew's got it very cool, very charming, uh, product overall, like super family friendly and everything. This is a great, I'm pretty sure it's too late to, uh, hook this up in time for Christmas. And I, I feel bad. I couldn't really help it. I didn't get this as soon as I should have. Uh, Andrew sent it a while ago. My post office just got this thing ready for me. So, uh, I took it home. I took some pictures of it, which I'm going to put in the show notes. They may or may not show up in your podcast app. So you may have to check out the show notes at codewriteplay.com. But it's a really cool product, and uh, for yourself or for somebody who likes stuff like this, A+. Uh, Thank you so much for hooking us up with the uh, box set so we could talk about it. Really like that. So uh, you can try the game on itch.io, and you can order the product at gumroad.com slash eggnoggames. Thank you again, Andrew. Love it. Also, check out what uh, what our buddy Rayon's doing. He's, He's like, in addition to having written one of the most popular gaming books probably of all time now, because <laughs> I mean, it's really taken off. I told him I'm going to have him back on the show soon, and I totally will. The book's doing great. He's also started kind of like buying, selling, and trading in like authentic arcade uh, flyers from back in the day, which is extremely cool. So I was very excited to get some of those. And uh, you should check out some of the deals he's running. Like it's, it's a, a cool thing. I've had awesome conversations with some of you in the, in the last couple of weeks. Some of you have written some really awesome heartfelt reviews 
our buddy uh, Bill Durr, who just launched his own podcast called In the Meantime with Hazard. He wrote a really nice review. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. You can see that on our social media pages. Some of you have given the podcast some really nice shout outs in recent weeks. I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, It means a lot. It means a lot to know that this is content that resonates with people and uh, that it's part of your day or part of your week. People have shown me some uh, stats from the 2019 Spotify wrapped and that, and it shows like how many minutes they listen to the podcast. And somebody sent me um, a huge number and said, Hey, I, you know, I listened to this more than I listened to any other podcasts on Spotify and keep up the great work. I can't, t- that made my whole week easily. It's been such an awesome year being part of this community cranking out shows whenever I can and uh, interviewing people and researching topics and presenting that stuff. Like I still have just all kinds of enthusiasm for this. I'm very excited to continue this next year. I'm not going to change a thing. I mean, I'm always pushing to up the, the recording quality, get better gear in here, set the studio room up, which still the acoustics are not what I want them to be. It's always work in progress. I have big plans for next year outside the podcast which all shall be revealed. We're just going to keep pushing forward. So uh, thank you so much for being a part of that this year. I am participating in Doom designer Tom Hall's itch.io toy box jam is what it's called. It's a Pico 8 game jam that's running. um, I mean, it's it's already underway, but it's only a few days. And if you joined right now, you'd still have like two full weeks to come up with a Pico 8 game, which uh, we've we've talked about Pico 8 in previous shows. But the idea is they provide a bunch of sample code and provide a bunch of assets, uh, music, graphics, and you uh, decide on a, you know, on a type of game, but you use these predefined assets out of the quote toy box to make your game. And everybody's having a really fun time with it. Tom did a great job setting this up. I've said before I want to get Tom on the show. I have not approached him about it yet, but we we chit-chat all the time. I don't know what's wrong with me. I need to set that up if he's interested, and we can talk about the jam. We can talk about uh, the cool stuff he's done with this jam. He set up like a story and like a little mystery to solve that goes with the jam, which is cool. Um, I've already gotten through all the mystery stuff. And uh, I've got friends who are still going through it, so I'm not going to ruin anything. The event's still going on. I won't spoil any surprises, but it's it's a cool little story. There is a, a cryptogram to solve, which I am. A, here's here's a little trivia about me. I am a huge cryptogram nerd. Like I am a full on nerd about cryptograms. I'm looking over at my bookshelf where I have a couple of books just full of codes and cryptograms to solve and little puzzles and stuff. I get so excited about that and I've programmed things to help you solve them faster and, and stuff like that. I think that's a really fun activity. So I was excited to do one of those before jam to get my creative juices flowing and uh, toy box jam is underway. So just if you uh, need to kill some time in the next couple of weeks over the holidays, that's one way to do it. Other stuff going on. I've been, um, I've been playing that Jurassic world evolution game from, uh, It just hit Xbox games with gold. That game is super fun. It's by Frontier who works on Elite Dangerous. So it was um, already like much higher quality than I thought because it seemed like basically a movie tie-in game. But it turns out it's a really well-polished like strategy part builder. It's almost a little more like theme park than anything else. But with dinosaurs and it's really well, well done by a very established and very well 
accomplished studio. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that game. I just tried Dead Cells for the first time and I can't stop playing that. That's a really cool game too. I know what you're thinking, like, how long does it take you to play a good game that everyone agrees is good? Here's, here's how extreme it is. They just announced that either Games with Gold or uh, Game Pass, one of those two programs, is about to get The Witcher 3. That will be the first time I play The Witcher 3. John used to yell at me about that, and John hasn't been on the show since, like, January. <laughs> so, um, man, oh, time flies. Uh, wish John was still around, but he's he's moved on to other stuff. But that's who. So I am I'm working on the catalog, the stack of shame, as it were, as much as I can. I hope you're doing fun things with your family. I am finding ways to uh, enjoy games with my family, enjoy non games with my family. We set up karaoke in my basement yesterday and had the time of our lives with it. It's all about family this time of year, and I hope you have people close to you that you're spending that time with. I'm not going to yap anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's all the mail I received for the mailbag. I knew it was only going to be a few people, but I did think that my, uh, my post office helpers would be able to uh, get the job done and get me the mail. Turned out not to be true. Anyway... If you have anything you'd like to send, send it my way. Questions, comments. I'm going to try to do more podcasting before the year is done, but in case I don't, just know I'll be back very soon and we'll do more fun stuff. So I'm going to call it there. You all keep up the good work. I will catch you soon. Mm-hmm.